Today we are going to discuss about the Vedic religion. First we are going to concentrate on the Rig Vedic age. The Rig Vedic gods were predominantly male as was natural in a patriarchal society. Their number is stated to have been 33. Among them the greatest was Indra who shared some of the characteristics of Greek god Zeus. Always ready to smite dragons and demons, he is credited with the sacking of many forts and is therefore called Purandara or breaker of forts. A warlord leading the Aryan tribes to victory against the demons, Indra is described as rowdy and amoral and as fond of feasting drinking Soma which was the name of a giddy drink as well as of the Vedic god of plants. The largest number of hymns, some 250 of them in the Rig Veda is addressed to Indra. His servants were the Gandharvas, heavenly musicians. Their female counterparts were the beautiful Lividunas and seductive nymphs or Apsaras. One of them, Urvashi, admitted to her earthly lover Pururvas that female comradeship do not exist and has been associated with some kind of heterism. Next in importance was Agni, literally fire, who dwelt in the domestic hearth and acted as intermediary between gods and men. Two hundred hymns of the Rig Veda are devoted to him. Varuna was third in importance after both Indra and Agni. Though he was the unpopular of the cosmic order or Rita, Shurya, the sun, Savitri, the deity to whom the famous Gayatri Mantra is addressed, and Pushan or guardian of roads, herdsmen, and straying cattle were the principal solar deities. Vishnu, a minor god, also had solar characteristics and was believed to have covered the earth in three steps. Some of the gods may be traced back to the periods when the Aryan had not branched off from the Indo-European community. Amongst them, Dyaus, the heavens personified, was the father god, but he lost his position of prominence in the Vedic pantheon. Some goddesses also find mention in the Rig Veda, such as Ila, Aditi and Usha, occupying a subordinate position in the early Vedic religion. The Rig Veda mentions the female consorts of only the important gods. Indrani was the spouse of Indra, Borunani of Varuna and Agnai of Agni. Their names were derived from those of their husbands and they did not play a significant part in the early Vedic religion. The Rig Vedic Aryans performed a number of domestic and public sacrifices or yoga, many of them traceable to their Indo-European past. A passage from the Rig Veda tells us that creation emanated from the first cosmic sacrifice. Prajapati, later known as Brahma, 
is thought as a primeval man. He is said to have been sacrificed to himself by the gods who were apparently his children and was from the body of the divine victim that the universe was produced. This underscores the necessity of sacrifice for the maintenance of the world's order. The sacrifices mentioned in the Rig Veda give us an idea of the food offered to gods. Milk, butter, barley, oxen, goats and sheep were their usual food, though some of them had apparently their preferences. The offerings made to the gods throw much light on the Rig Vedic world of sacrifice, but the real development of the sacrificial cult took place in the second phase of the Aryan expansion in India. Elaborate sacrificial rites undermined the importance of the Rig Vedic gods, some of whom faded into the background. The priests became the chief beneficiaries of the sacrifices and consequently gained in power. Cattle were slaughtered at sacrifices often in large numbers. Animal bones with cut marks found in course of excavation at Uttranjikheda and other places are mostly of cattle. But this is a highly controversial issue. Now we are entering into the latter Vedic age. The first reaction to Brahmanical dominance and the extremely ritualistic latter Vedic religion can be seen in the Upanishads which questioned the efficacy of animal sacrifice and gave primacy to asceticism as a means of achieving salvation, read new meanings in the sacrifice and propounded the doctrine of Ahimsa. The Upanishadic thought reflects a wider spirit of inquiry prevalent towards the end of the Vedic period and centers around the idea of soul or Atman and not sacrifice or Yoga. Souls were thought of as being born to happiness or sorrow according to their conduct in the previous life. From the evolved of theory of karma or action which preached that the deeds of one life affected the next. By the time of Upanishads, asceticism had become fairly widespread. Asceticism challenged the supremacy of the Vedic sacrifice or yoga and of the Brahmanas who chiefly profited from it. The Brahmanas, by way of compromise, invented a formula by which the life of an individual was divided into four stages or ashramas Brahmacharya, Garhastya, Varnaprasthya, and Sanyasa. In this artificial scheme, asceticism was recommended at the end of a man's life so that he could discharge his social responsibilities before talking to it. The four ashramas were not meant for the shudras, nor was education allowed to the members of the lower varnas. Education began with an investiture ceremony or upanayana, literally leading forth of a boy for study under a teacher, whereby a boy was initiated as a full member of the society. Since the rite was thought of as accomplishing a second birth, 
members of the three higher varnas were described by the epithet dvija or twice born though later many khatriyas and vaishyas ceased to perform the initiation ceremony we can see some important developments in the later vedic period which was not matched with the changing nature of the material culture of that time and because of that the way became wide for the rise of new religious practices like buddhism and jainism so this is the end of today's discussion for any query feel free to mail us 